Good morning, and welcome once again to In Focus. I'm John Sims, and joining us this morning, Wayne Barton, the past district governor of the Tyler Lions uh, of the uh, 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 East Texas, I guess Northeast Texas right. district of Lions Clubs International, and also the Lions Club of Tyler International Coordinator, and the immediate past chairman of a big topic for today, Texas Lions Camps. Joining us by phone is... Kent Bassinger. Good morning, gentlemen. Great to have you with us. Morning. Don't forget. Good morning. Info, you bet. Don't forget. In Focus is available online. Just go to ktbb.com/slash/infocus. In Focus is uploaded to our website by the day after the show airs. Very special occasion. And uh, Wayne, you and I have been working on getting this set up for quite a while now. It's great to have you guys both joining us today. The occasion is the 90th anniversary of the Tyler Lions Club, formed in 1931. And just this past Tuesday, Kent was the keynote speaker at your 90th anniversary banquet. And Again, really looking forward to a great visit today. Uh, I'm, I'm looking over the materials that you sent me. There's just so much that uh, your club does and that Lions Club International does, and we're going to try and hit all of it in as short a form and yet as informative as possible today. First of all, you were formed in 1917 in Chicago by Melvin Jones, and the Tyler Club was formed in 1931. Uh, 1.4 million lions around the world in over 200 countries. And I understand that the Lions Club is the largest civic group of its type in the entire world. That's correct. We have, uh, as you mentioned, members in over 200 countries. Uh, when we go to international conventions, it's, it's quite impressive to see all the members from all the other countries uh, that are represented there. Mm -hmm. Now, Helen Keller addressed the Lions International Convention in 1925 and challenged them to become the Knights of the Blind. And the rest, as they say, is history. But tell us a little bit about that history since 1925. That, that's correct, John. Uh, Helen Keller came to the International Convention in 1925 and challenged the uh, Lions there to be Knights of the Blind. She, uh, they took on that challenge. And really up through the 100th anniversary, which was in uh, 2017 of the Lions Club International, vision was the main focus of Lions International. It, local clubs can focus on different things, but the primary focus has been on vision. So either blindness, preventing blindness, uh, the Lions Club International and uh, local clubs have worked with the uh, Lions Club International to help prevent river blindness, to work on different things, to have kids sign Kids site number uh, one to focus on trying to get kids to have their uh, vision checked mm -hmm. and, and other projects that would focus on vision. Mm -hmm. But again, a lot of other community projects as well, and we'll touch on probably all of those in some degree or other this morning. Now let's focus on the local Tyler Lions Club formed in 1931. Um, one of the first things that you mentioned mm -hmm. on the information that you sent over to me ahead of time, you worked through the school nurses to provide glasses for students who could not afford glasses, and you also provide glasses for indigent adults to the extent possible. Right. Uh, we ha have this, basically the school nurses work through the uh, school lunch program to make sure that the children are qualified to receive glasses. Uh, my wife is actually the coordinator for that for our club, so mm. she works with the school nurses uh, through Tyler primarily, but also we uh, cover a few other schools. And they have a form that they complete, and if they have a request for a child who has low vision, they go through that and we screen those. And we have a couple of optometrists and, and optical shops that work with us to provide vision screening, Or and if we uh, don't do that, 
then uh, we pay for those vision screenings. Uh, oh, okay. Just recently, we had one child who came through who had very low vision, and my wife said that he was extremely uh, uh, grateful when he got his classes. They were like a, a, if people who know something. He had a 400 plus uh, instead of a 2020. It's like 2400. So he's very grateful when he got his glasses. Yeah, and I'm sure he has a lot of company in that regard. Uh, now, these glasses are sent to the Texas Lions Eyeglass. You have your, your own recycling center, the Texas Lions Eyeglass Recycling Center in Midland, and then they're sorted, clean, graded, and individually bagged. Obviously, great care taken to make sure that the right prescription goes with the right person. That, that's correct. That's a separate program from the providing glasses for, the, the individ, for children oh, okay. or for the indigents. The eyeglass recycling program is when you get new glasses, the idea is you want to recycle your old glasses because other people in other countries need those glasses. So we have boxes set out in schools, churches, optical shops. Walmart has some in their their stores. And uh, we ship all those to Kerrville where we have a recycling center there, and they provide those, box them up, grade them, clean them. Uh, we ship a lot to Mexico to, to works there. They've partnered with a thing there. And uh, they send those also to missions trips all over. Before the pandemic, we were recycling over two million pair of glasses a year. Mm-hmm. Now you said the uh, recycling center is in Midland or Kerrville, or a, the recycling center is in Midland. Midland, okay. Kerrville is where the Texas Lions camp is located, and of course, a little bit later on, we'll be bringing Kent in to talk about that. Um, your Lions Club International Foundation works with other entities like the Bill Gates Foundation to help eradicate river blindness. And I want to get an explanation of that right after I mention that uh, this is in focus. I'm John Sims, and we're talking to Wayne Barton and Kent Bassinger with Lions Club International with a specific focus on the Tyler Lions Club celebrating its 90th anniversary this year. And you mentioned river blindness a little while ago. Explain to us just what exactly what that term means. Well, there's some... Uh bacteria and, and uh, germs that will cause children to or adults either to get river blindness if they don't have clean water they're using water mm-hmm. from unclean rivers uh, or providing st- uh, water over those those rivers then they can uh, get the germs and amoebas and things like that in mm-hmm. their vision that can cause blindness and uh, we're partnering with the bill gates foundation to try and help uh, give uh, pills and, and medication to those people so that they do not uh, get river blindness and can overcome the dirty water. Mm-hmm. Uh, things that a lot of people don't think about, but they're out there, and the Lions Club is taking care of that business. Uh, we also want to let you know right now how to get in touch. Um, there are a number of different websites and web pages that you can go to to get more information about the material we're going to be discussing today. But I think the best thing, the best place to start is to just Google Tyler Lions Club. If you use that Google search engine, Tyler Lions Club will come right up. There's information about where you meet and how often you meet. And um, also uh, some additional contact information. Uh, you can get in touch by phone. And the best number to call is 903-581-5087. That's 903-581-5087. There will be... A, voicemail machine and you can leave a message and they'll get back to you and um, also Tyler Lions Club at EmbarkMail.com or LiondaleWade at gmail.com tell us a little bit about the local Lions Club and when you meet and how often and uh, what you do in the way of welcoming visitors and people who might be interested in joining with you we're always uh, like to welcome new visitors to our club Uh, it is by invitation only and and I'll extend an invitation to anyone who's interested in joining our club 
Currently, we meet uh, on the first and third Tuesdays at Traditions. Uh, we meet at noon, and we usually have a speaker uh, tell us about uh, a Lions Club uh, project or some other nonprofit around town so that we can learn more about what's going on in our in our local area. Okay. And again, that number, 903-581-5087, or just Google Tyler Lions Club. And you can probably, with very little difficulty, get all the information you could possibly need. Getting back to what we were about to start talking about, um, you explained river blindness. And one of your most successful projects is what you call vision screening. And that's kind of like an eye exam, but I guess not exactly. Tell us how that works and how the Lions Club is involved. That's correct. Uh Several years ago, the Lions Club International Foundation provided some matching grants, and we purchased a uh, spot vision machine. Uh, that vision uh, reader is about the size of a 35-millimeter camera. We set mm -hmm. it up on a tripod. Uh, we ha need someone to be about five to six feet away from us. It, uh, with or without your glasses, it can read your vision from six months up, and it can find problems like astigmatism, other, other things uh, that are going on. It doesn't replace an eye exam, but it can tell you if you need to follow up with an ex eye exam. And uh, so we found many things, uh, you know, most of the people have good good vision. The ones who don't, we can give them a sheet that tells them what uh, their readout is and let them go to follow up on that with their optometrist or ophthalmologist. Mm -hmm. And you say you use it at back to school events, daycare, church events, health fairs, etc. The kinds of places where I would think you would normally expect to see something like this. One screening you did over 300 at a back to school event. Correct. That was a, at a back to school event a couple of years ago. Before the pandemic we had, were out at the school at Harvey Hall and, and we uh -huh. saw over 300. As a matter of fact tonight at our church at Southern Oaks that we're having a an event for Fall Fest, and we'll be screening children at that uh, tonight. Okay, very good. That's interesting to know. And, you know, those of us who typically get an eye exam once a year and maybe get a new pair of glasses, not everybody's in that category. Some people might not even, uh, it might not even be on their radar that their eyesight might not be completely up to speed. And it sounds to me like this will be a good starting point for a lot of folks in that category. That's correct. And, and we focus mainly on children because what we found when we've done adults or our senior citizens, they already have an ophthalmologist or an optician, so they are already taking care of their eye needs. But it's usually the younger children where some of them haven't been checked yet, and we uh -huh. find that they need need the, their vision checked more than the adults do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can remember when I was a little kid and getting my very first pair of glasses at age eight. And, uh, yeah, uh, it's... Uh, you just never know when you, uh, when you're that age, and I think in a lot of cases you don't know at what point you might need to start getting your eyes checked. So I can see where it would be real helpful from that standpoint. Talking to Wayne Barton and Kent Bassinger with Lions Clubs International, specific focus on a Tyler Lions Club, celebrating its 90th anniversary, formed in 1931. And we go from that to our to your leader dog program. We know about service animals, but who does the training? Well, the Lions Club, among other folks, I suppose. Uh, that's correct. We have a leader dog program that uh, out of Dearborn, Michigan, and that's one of our national programs that we support. Uh, I've been up there to their facility before, and they it's a great facility. They take great care of the dogs. They train the dogs. They take them around town so that they'll be aware of traffic patterns and things like that. They uh, Once the dogs are trained, then they bring in adults to pair them up with the dogs, and then they uh, keep them there for two weeks to a month so that they can get trained together 
before they go back to their own homes. Mm-hmm. Uh, diabetes awareness. You have a diabetes awareness essay scholarship contest for area high schools. And um, by any chance, and I just kind of surmise this on my own, does this have any connection with the fact that diabetes can often cause blindness, or is this just something you took up under separate cover? No, you're, you're correct that uh, diabetes can uh, cause blindness. And what I probably should say back at the beginning, I don't think I gave this you, you this information when we started, was uh, at our centennial, the, the international changed some of our focus, which still vision-related, but they changed it to uh, from just vision to diabetes awareness, vision, hunger, environment, and childhood cancer. Mm-hmm. And, and some of those all can, can uh, focus on, uh, have something to do with vision uh, in some manner or, or the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, our diabetes awareness contest is open to juniors and seniors uh, and local schools, and we tr- I usually send out information to all the counselors. Uh, there's a local contest. We've not set the date for that. It's going to be in mid-January. Mm-hmm. Our district contest will be the last Saturday in, in January, so I know that our local contest will be before that. And I will send out information to all the counselors uh, next week. And it is a diabetes essay contest, and there are specific rules. And we follow our state rules because if you win our local contest, there is a chance for a scholarship at the district level. And if you win there, you can also participate in the state contest. Mm-hmm. And I see the importance of diabetes education in Texas schools, K-12, through a student's perspective is the theme. Uh, first place, $1,500, second place, $500, and then the winner can advance to district, possibly state competition. And I think you mentioned earlier the contest is open to high school juniors and seniors. And again, just defining the district, it runs basically from Smith County east to the Louisiana border and north to the Oklahoma border. So that is the district that we're talking That's about. That's correct. Okay. So our local contest will be basically for Tyler area. Mm-hmm. then the district contest will be open to all of the other that you just mentioned. All right, very good. Now, for the first time this year, you co-sponsored a food drive to fill the Salvation Army Pantry. That's one of many agencies in the Tyler area that are always looking for any outside help they can get. Tell us how it worked with your club. Correct. We had uh, Salvation Army officer come and speak to our club, like I mentioned before. We have different nonprofits come. And after the snowdemic this uh, winter, their local pantries were almost depleted so we worked with them uh kv and e and uh prosperity bank where we had uh, tubs to collection tubs and we collected over 1300 pounds of food for that and that filled up their pantries it was a successful drive and we're going to have that again in this coming spring all right very good kent passenger you've been awfully patient just waiting for your turn at bat, and I'm going to move that up and let you talk about it right now. Of course, just this past week, you were the guest speaker at the 90th anniversary banquet of the Tyler Lions Club. And the topic now is the Texas Lions Camp located in Kerrville. And I understand you are the immediate past chairman of the Texas Lions Camp. Just go ahead, run with the ball, tell us what that's all about, and then I'll follow up with any questions that I have. Well, let me give you a little bit of history on the camp. Sure. John, uh, the camp was formed in uh, 1948. Uh, a line by the name of Jack Weech and uh, five other lines came together and saw a need for a summer camp for some enjoyment uh, for children that were victims of the polio epidemic at that time. Mm. Yeah. Since uh, 1948, that camp has grown. Um, it's on a 500-acre plot down in uh, Kerrville, Texas, and currently we serve about 
1,500 children a year. We've served over 80,000 children through our history. And this is at no cost to them or their family. It's all paid for by the Lions of Texas. Now, it was originally established for polio victims, as you said, and I understand that it is now a camp for children with disabilities, Down syndrome, and diabetes. And um, the pandemic caused the camp to adapt, and then family camps were offered starting actually uh, this past summer, I suppose. Uh, kind of walk us through that and maybe give us some more details, clarification, um, uh, you know, just any additional information on those topics. Sure. Um, let me kind of describe what we consider disabilities. Yes. Uh, because a lot of people don't realize that a disability can, for us can be as mild as a child with asthma. Mm-hmm. And um, it can be as severe as you can imagine. I bet. And the, the camp has, you know, equipped themselves to deal with multiple disabilities of these children. So it's, um, um, you know, basically our only restrictions are children that are not capable of learning and um, children that um, are, are nonverbal, but not to say that they can't um, speak in sign language. We do have a lot of uh, staff members that do sign language down mm-hmm. there. So when I say nonverbal, is just non-communicative. Yeah. Um, and that's always been our restriction on these children. Uh, but now with the inception of family camp, uh, we're bringing the whole family in. The family was never allowed on the camp. They could mm. come today to drop the kids off. They could come today to pick them up. And if they wanted to stay close, well, it was a motel in Kerrville. Mm-hmm. We're trying to teach these children, and what we do teach them is can do. You know, they don't need mom and dad. And it, it's, a, it's an amazing transformation to watch a child and a mother come there for the first time. And, and it's, it's kind of sad. They cry when we separate them. Mm. And uh, then a week later... The mother comes back realizing, wow, I just had a vacation. And the child is crying again because they don't want to leave because they have found that place that was meant for them. Mm. Um, A very famous quote that came from a camper is, I live in a world built for you except for one week of the year, and I live in a world built for me. And she's talking about Texas Lions Camp. Okay. And Wayne Barton just shot me a little note. He said that your son attended Texas Lions Camp. Anything you'd care to share about that? That sounds like a good story. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I learned about Texas Lions Camp by becoming a lion. I'm, I'm a lion in Mount Pleasant, Texas. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was at a meeting, and what we call a camp director uh, there in every district had come and spoke to our club and said, you know, hey, we've got this camp. And I'm kind of amazed because I'd never heard of it. I said, okay, uh, we have a camp for handicapped children, and I have a handicapped child. And uh, Dylan was about um, 10 years old at the time, 9 or 10. And I went home, and I told his mom, I said, guess what? We got a camp for children. And uh, she goes, oh, no, my child can't go to camp. I've got to be with him 24-7. I'm the only one that can take care of him. And we hear that over and over again. Mm -hmm. So I had to educate myself on the camp, educate mom. Got him down there for the first year, and guess what? She was wrong. The camp does know how to take care of those children, and those children have a wonderful time down there. And uh, he continued to go to the camp until he became 17, which is the, the, the at that time was the, the age that they graduate out. So he went about, uh, about seven or eight years of, of camp and enjoyed every week he went.
That's great. Now, the sign-up begins in January. The camp is in the process of hiring counselors now. And if anybody's listening this morning or happens to uh, run into a lion somewhere or happens to go to a meeting uh, like the ones that uh, Wayne was talking about earlier, and they want to know more about uh, whether their child qualifies for this camp, I guess the easiest thing to do would be for them to go to that website, and it is lionscamp.com. Are there any other things that folks might need to know if they're thinking about, hey, maybe I should or maybe I shouldn't send my kid to camp? Anything they need to know ahead of time before they make that decision? Well, things have changed, like I was saying. And with family camp, we've opened a lot more doors to more children. Okay. Um, because now we have, with the family coming, we have the primary caretaker, the child, right there on the camp with us, mm -hmm. the mother, the father. So we have opened our restrictions as to the child's disabilities. Uh, I'm working with a family right now. The child has cystic fibrosis and is nonverbal. He wouldn't have gotten to come. Mm -hmm. Now he gets to come. Uh, also, the age limit has changed. Instead of uh, from 7 years old up to 17, now any age is available. Even a, an older child that's still living at home with their parents is disabled has an opportunity to go to camp. Mm, okay. This is with the entire family. So our restrictions for family camp are wide open. And we do plan on getting back to our regular camp. And when we do, those restrictions that we have in place now will still stay with that. But for family camp, any child now can come. So there should be no reason why a family says, I can't do this, because they can Okay, and again, that uh, website, uh, lionscamp.com, is the, probably the best direct link to find out more about what you do at the Lions Camp and uh, whether your child qualifies, whether your family qualifies, I guess would be a better way of putting it at this point in time. Uh, talking to Wayne Barton and Ken Bassinger with Lions Clubs International and specifically the Tyler Lions Club, again, celebrating its 90th anniversary. And we're talking right now with the guest speaker at the recent 90th anniversary banquet, Kent Bassinger. I'm John Sims. This is In Focus. And other information about the um, Lions Camp, uh, it's, uh, I know you're going to have to deal with what uh, whatever stage COVID is at at the at the, that point during the summer when you start back up again but uh certainly something that i know you're going to be keeping in mind and i just wanted to throw that in because we know that uh because of things like that things can change at a moment's notice other than that if you think this is a good fit for you i would say certainly just keep it in mind and another thing that i learned from your uh website uh, it, it, texas lions camp is actually under construction right now so when people um uh show up this summer they're going to have a bigger and better texas lions camp it looks like to me Oh, absolutely, John. Um, you know, like I said, this camp is uh, coming up on its 75th anniversary. Mm -hmm. You can imagine the age of some of our buildings. It's specifically our infrastructure, our, our plumbing, our, our underground facilities are, are falling apart. Mm -hmm. So we've always been working towards, you know, revamping, rebuilding the camp. And with, with COVID closing us down for a summer, well, we thought, let's get started now. Uh, mm -hmm. So that's what we're in the process of doing. Now, we have multiple bunkhouses, but we've only taken down two of them. We took down a dorm, and we cleaned up the nature trail. Right. And uh, we're going to replace those bunkhouses. It's, it's under construction right now. Dirt work's been done. We've set the corners. Forms will be going in probably next week. Um, but uh, the nature trail is the exciting part uh, because the nature trail, we're going to put tiny homes on the nature trail. Hmm. 
and of those tiny homes, there'll be some one bedroom, two bedroom, three bedroom, and then bunkhouse style out of the twelve. All right. And uh, it that that project in itself is outside of our regular construction project budget. And um, so right now we've budgeted ten million dollars to to build to take down these bunkhouses and build the new ones and do the nature trail, but we don't have the money do the cabins down there or the tiny homes okay. but some lines have been stepping up left and right we've had That's several great. lines that came forward and says i want to buy a tiny home and we've had some actual checks from individual lines seventy five thousand dollars wow well that'll sure help <laughs> so we're thinking by june we're going to have those tiny homes funded and in place also and that's going to be a great place for the families to go to we're going to be putting the families on the nature trail using the bunk houses for the normal summer camp okay very good again talking to wayne barton and ken bassinger with the lions clubs international and tyler lions club specifically i'm john sims this is in focus a few minutes left in the show and wayne we're going to shoot it back to you don't go away yet ken we may have some last minute questions for you but we'll see um i want to talk about the tyler lions clubs only fundraiser and you just recently wrapped that up and it happens every year at the east texas state fair that's correct uh, every year we partner with the texas state fair Tyler State Fair, and we uh, park cars at the, at the fair. So if you've seen us out there, we wear a yellow vest or a shirt that identifies us as the Tyler Lions Club. Uh, this year, our lots were directly across from where Harvey Hall was standing on Front Street mm-hmm. and in the, the, the football field lot. Okay, and uh, you just collect that money and all of it goes to support the Tyler Lions Club, is that correct? That's correct. All the money that we collect from the public, uh, we return to the public, any administrative uh, funds that we need, we collect those from the lines themselves. So that uh, the fundraisers mm-hmm. like the one at the fair, if, if you pay us f- to park your car, all that money gets returned in the form of s- scholarships or uh, helping support the public. Any anything that we need. So uh, all the projects that we've talked about or some that we haven't talked about, mm-hmm. that's where the funds go is to help uh, all those uh, projects that we do that are for the public. Great. So I, I guess all the more reason to consider, if you're already making plans for next year's East Texas State Fair, consider using one of those Lions Club parking lots. You'll be supporting a good cause, right. and more than one good cause, as a matter of fact. Um, Wayne, you gave me a list of other projects, some one time, other continuing, and um, the, I, there might be 20 different things on here that you do. I'm just going to run through a few of them and uh, try and get as much information out as possible in the time we have left on the show blood drive for carter blood care there's a recognition dinner for area school nurses you participate in parades you furnish fans to paths fan drive there's a lion water fountain in city parks you ring bells for the salvation army that's a popular activity for nonprofit groups and churches etc uh, you built a wheelchair ramp. You provided a tandem bicycle for a blind child. The list goes on and on and on. I, I don't know when the Lions Club members sleep, but obviously you're quite busy with a lot of different projects around the community. Is there maybe one in particular that's coming up soon that you kind of wanted to focus on? Well, continuously we ring the bells for Salvation Army. We've yeah. already set our dates for that this year. We're, we have one date picked out. And uh, at the last meeting, they were contemplating doing a second date because we have an er- early date in late November. And then we're looking for a Saturday later, sometime in December, to 
uh, possibly do a second date for ringing the bell for Salvation Army. Okay, great. And I noticed also on this list, Christmas gifts for kids uh, from the Angel Tree, which is another Salvation Army project. That's a seasonal consideration. You serve water at Veterans Events. We have Veterans Day coming up. Are you going to be doing something like that this year, too? Uh, a couple of things that we've done is if you're familiar with the uh, uh, fair the vet that they have out at Bullard for uh, the veterans, and they have all the things out there. Mm-hmm. We've taken a tent out there and served water. Right. We've gone out to the veterans' home here. They have a parade on Veterans Day, and we participated in that parade, passed out water and our different things, and, and sometimes I think they provide a, maybe a hamburger meal for us in return. Oh, okay. Well, uh, sounds like a pretty fair trade-off to me. Coming down close to the end of the show, and let's get just kind of a recap of the local Tyler Lions Club. Wayne, people, things that people need to know if they want to come to one of your meetings or want to get involved in one of your activities, uh, that phone number, and uh, maybe just the meeting times and location. Okay. Our meeting times, again, are uh, the first and third Tuesdays at Traditions at noon. Uh, the phone number is actually our, our voicemail at home, so if you get our uh, answering machine, you get either me or my wife answering. That would be us. That's 903-581-5087. You can leave a message on there, and, and we'll get back to you and tell you the information that you need to, to come. But uh, anyone who's interested is welcome to come to a, to a meeting. Okay, great. And uh, Google Tyler Lions Club if you want more information from that website, which has a lot of information, and a couple of email addresses, tylerlionsclub at embarkmail.com and then liondalewade at gmail.com. Well, it's hard to believe. I felt like we were just getting started and we were just about out of time, but Wayne Barton and Kent Bassinger with Lions Clubs International and the Tyler Lions Club, our guests this morning on In Focus. Gentlemen, it's been great having you visit with us. Thanks for all the information, and uh, don't be strangers. Stay in touch as desired. Okay. Thanks, John. Okay. Thank you for the opportunity. You bet. Wayne Barton, Kent Bassinger, Lions Clubs International, Tyler Lions Club, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you again next week on In Focus.